Welcome, welcome to my IHP community and anyone who is new. Before we begin, the IHP content is really going to only be resonating with anyone who's a 5D person. So that means that you emotionally mature yourself to becoming an integrated brain. So a person who respects other people, you have compassion beyond a reason. You don't wake up in the morning and want to vent and talk ill about somebody that you know, and you do not believe in the devil, demons, evil, in the sense of people being actually evil. Uh, you don't, in fact, believe in energy vampires, dark auras, or any of that, and that you need to protect yourself from energy. So a 5D mystic will automatically know, mm, this sounds off, that I have to protect myself from energy. I'll wait until I figure it out more. So when I began having my lovely relationship with the field of clairs, I was like, yeah, I'm not sure I believe in this protecting energy. I mean, it sounds like it's a bullshit statement made in separation land, but let me not jump the gun yet. So as I gained more and more of my lovely relationship with the sphere of consciousness, and here I am, 5D mystics. Again, you're very, very welcome. 4D, you're welcome too, but you do not uh, believe in Purusha Prakriti, apparently you don't know what oneness consciousness is, which is we're one big ball of energy, and it's actually energy. That's it, not the demons coming out from the underworld, but it is a bandwidth. So what I want to begin with is that I do understand the 4D body type. We will talk about differences. I would look to make it a little bit more serious in time because of wanting to integrate more compassion due to the fact that a person who has a 4D body type has unresolved trauma that they are not aware of and they're not tending to. They're choosing not to, in the moment of effortlessness, actually achieve neutrality as they experience the things that happen. And the spiritual community in the middle doesn't help them because they actually talk to them about the body of... Their, their emotional body. So I'll use the example. I saw this one person who was saying, if you feel tired because of ascension, do this. Okay, so I know about ascension symptoms. We all do. But the point is that now today with my lovely trauma-informed, somatic-informed, somatic-experience-informed, all these hours and all these beautiful courses that have made me a better content creator, a better consultant, a better mentor, a better person, a better at all. It is your actual working to get out of survival, fight, flight, fright into ventral vagal. So the tired part, it is something related to the lovely different types of, and see, here's where I start to try and explain something, but because I'm pseudoscience lady, <laughs> meaning I don't have a way to allow you to know that this is a truth. It's not. That's the point. So you can go listen to your 4D people who tell you to do the little lemon tricks or whatever it is, or understand your nervous system and you're an embodied brain, by the way, and you have a way that it works. And this is why yoga helps people to put into practice their ventral vagal nervous system. While you're meditating and sitting in yoga and doing all these yoga poses, you're actually working with your nervous system. You're learning how to navigate it. So I did it the human way. I only did yoga because I promised Sadhguru I would in his Shambhavi Kriya. That's it. And yes, I felt a difference. I felt more grounded, my light body, more grounded in my body. So I do know there's a benefit for me. It helps me to become more connected to the ground, like for real. I laugh because I know I 
sometimes should do a little bit more of it because I'm very much in a um, experience of expanding consciousness all the time. It's not good or bad, but it's nice to feel grounded too and to connect more to the earth. It's kind of like, you know, a rainy day when that lovely smell of the soil comes up. Okay, so it's kind of like that for me. So for me, without that, it's like, yeah, I, I got the earth right near me, but I don't smell it as much. So there, there, this is a description where you can be aware of the depth of what you experience, and we don't have to have spiritual or spirituality. It's an actual uh, focus that you can use with your brain. Long story short, if you believe in devil or evil, please go away because the story isn't for you, and I'm not somebody that you're going to like anyways because I love all humanity, all of the ones who have been, all of the ones who will be, and no, evil is not something that I consider true at all. In fact, that word should not be used. What should be used is people who are in this boat, 1 to 22, they all need a good therapist, so they are not able to perform at their best as human beings because they did not learn how to become mature with their emotions because they were cut off from them or because there's some stuff going on with their brain structure that they can be supported with today and age with the trauma-informed people. So let's destigmatize also the antisocial personality group, the narcissist, the sociopath, the psychopath. We have a piece of content dedicated just for them. We also have one that talks about neurotypical and neuroatypical. We're all people. We don't need to be doing the little teenage dance of, oh, let me be my own cheerleader. That's what 4D does. That's what the people who are still not in their 5D. It's not a competition. Anyone can stay teenager or move into functional adulthood. So the people who stay teenagers, we're going to see them. There's other soul age groups. They learn about their self with those interactions. So the drama land, I think, won't go away, quote unquote. But, you know, it's too soon to speak. What I do know that is beautiful is that everybody's going to get to understand, thanks to the trauma-informed people, how to achieve their inner well-being. It's not yoga. Yoga, yes, it's a tool. So is everything else, like tarot, and Akashic record readings, Reiki. I'm a Reiki master mindfulness, meditation, these are all tools for you, the human being you, to access your embodied brain experience. Now, I know some people are like, well, it's a spirit. If you want to be a spirituality process, you're cutting yourself off of being able to create the human experience. So here's why 5D mystics and 5D functional adults. I share the infinite higher human consciousness potential experience. And I tell you how it's a.k.a. spirituality process, a.k.a. enlightenment, a.k.a. it's you, Purusha Prakriti, a.k.a. you have a self-ego. And it's not a bad thing. It's your brain. It's on the right side, according to Patrick McNamara, a theoretical neuroscientist who does research. And really, does it matter? Meaning, why do you have to negate that you have a self-ego? How about you first learn how to use your left mode, the chit-chatter, and your right mode, the sensations that come up, and use mindsight, thank you, Daniel Siegel, and learn how to handle your sensations, images, thoughts, feelings as they arise in equanimity, which is the land of Purusha Prakriti, because it's in the land of the grown-up place. The higher self of you can connect to your inner children. We all have the little inner children charged parts. Don't ignore it. You don't have to name them. You don't have to be a we. You can be just a me. You can be a me we. You can be a lot of things. What you are is a name. Use your name. I like using my name. My name's Maria. What's your name? So having said that, eight minutes in, if you believe that humans are evil, please go away because we're not. We're part of nature and we evolved. And our secondary consciousness is not a gift from any entity. We evolved. I can talk about gifts from entities. I'm choosing to disengage from it, not because I find it appealing. 
in my heart of hearts. No, I don't. I don't find it appealing. I grew up with God and Jesus, and I still love Jesus, and Jesus is with me, but I can't use the word God because the old religious people in the medieval ages wouldn't want me to use it anyways because I'm a Reiki master, and theologians are going around now saying we're the devil's energy, like seriously. So with that being said, as a grown-up, I will respectfully disengage from using the word that other people use in different ways and i will say it's not because i've been given some gift none of us have we are an embodied brain and there you go and this whole thing of consciousness and even there being a shared consciousness yes i there is i'm tapping into it right now and right now though for this episode we're not tapping into that for guidance we're tapping into a manifestation story and this is where i'm going to get serious now thank you for stopping by please go away if you are though a 5d mystic who wants a 5d mystic guide to enlightenment aka personal development but also your oversoul so twin flame soulmates all that stuff no not to do any kind of stages please 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 do not misunderstand no for you to be you and to relate to what you pick up on in a different way than the 4d talk about because it's really awful that they talk about your loved ones like karmics energy vampires and soul contracts that end no soul contract ends this is in the land of separation that it ends, but that's because they don't integrate their brain and become whole and functional adult human beings who can create full, independent, beautiful tango dance relationships that we actually do instead. And this is where we start. Okay. After a year, you will have spiritually grown if you're 5D love button. Boop. And not if you're not in love with who you are yet. Nope. Only if you're in love with who you are. Means that you're not burdened to be yourself. Means that you will have learned how to not feel guilty or burdened to have flaws and imperfections. To not be the man, woman, or they that your own immediate society nucleus wants you to be. You will have learned how to feel like the king, queen, they, whatever it is your idea, the fullness of you. And really, if you're love button you just enjoying right now feeling the essence of life that you are not by sitting down in the middle of the mountains though no by being with people in a way that you feel proud to be you and it's not in a way of cockiness it's an energy you have your energy you're still working in fact on learning how to harness this energy to keep it there to keep it in a place where it can be joyous on your own. So there are still limitations in the way you're thinking because of the chit chatter that you are so used to. And that's the part that you're getting to learn to wield. It's gonna take the rest of the year. Don't be rushing into anything because you are going to put into practice your ventral vagal state with your own self-talk and with the interactions with those who will say, nope, you're doing it wrong. Nope, you're an asshole. Nope, you're so it is here where you get to be more of your prakriti if you stay engaged in your purusha. That means I unconsciously love me with flaws and imperfections. I unconsciously love others with their flaws and imperfections. And you can keep poking all you want. Love's coming out because my inner child is not wounded. I am not an adaptive child. I'm not an inner child wound. I actually know exactly what my addictive compulsive behaviors are. I know why I drink too much, have too much sex or whatever it is that's compulsive or I shut myself in my room and stand all alone all the time. I know why my vices are. We'll keep it simple. Some people might be getting good support. Some people don't need that support because they're good at motivating themselves to be out of those dysfunctional patterns. So moving into 
listening to me, I'm safe in my body. It's my safe haven and my brain is my safe haven too. I'm safe in my chit chatter. I am not going to criticize myself and I'm not going to criticize other fucking people. I'm going to leave them out. Actually, I'm going to push them out of my brain immediately. As soon as they come in, get away. Come in, go away. So the practice is creating what I want to see within myself and that I want to bring into reality. And as I work on handling how to really pay attention to nurture, bringing forth my open heart and understanding that sometimes the family that I would want or the person or the job or the whatever, right now it's still, you know, it's here, I got it, I'm celebrating, but I know that emotionally it's a lot. So I'm learning to harness, learning to harness that emotion with the beginning of new spiritual growth, new ideas, new ideas of how to bring sunshine every time I'm contemplating my abundance financially, my confidence physically, emotionally, mentally, while I have people around me that aren't all actually supporting me with direct communication in a way that is unconditionally loving, but I get to keep on knowing I'm just beginning to build. So either I stay comfortable with this newness and I bring it into my emotional plane. Okay, so what am I going to do? I'm going to start doing all the things that help me to stay in an emotional steady plane and walk away from everything that brings me down. Everything that brings me down, I minimize to the extent and what I also am learning to do to wield the balancing act because it's really tough to actually shine bright and be myself while I'm being consistently brought to the duality plane by those who are around me and by that which surrounds me and by my own self. So I do feel like I know everything about me, but I know that I'm not really in the knowingness of all. I'm just now watching these lovely ships come in of my new fool's journey. So I've closed out that karma. I'm now doing dharma and I'm able to identify when I'm thinking about the tangible things that I want to build where I still have ego, sometimes creating a bit of fear and competition and as well as the abandonment. I get afraid that I will not succeed in my endeavors. And so I'm learning how to contemplate and bring wisdom to my insecurities and to then continue to really get into what do I see for my future? What transformation am I bringing? And the switching up of the mindset. So the mindset is where, let me look at my abundance. Okay, I want a house. I want a partner. I know who I want. I don't know. Whatever it is, okay? So this is where this manifestation story, I move in my brain knowing I can have everything I want and I'm going to be, in fact, I am my own leader. I don't need a group, but I am part of a group. I'm a me-we. I clearly know that it's going to take work and I'm putting in the work. I'm going to be putting in the work to put in the seeds that balance out my new adventure. The new adventure that is, again, job, family, person, not family, solo trip, whatever it is. And every time that inner critic comes up, I'm reminded of this is not an inner critic's critics game. What it is is a beautiful 
me allowing myself to understand we all have moments because we all were children of insecurity and some of us uh, got to have a bit of a rough time with our parental figures and so learning how to be in a very rigid form and rigid means cold detached fact here's where learning softness within the body is also a challenge because every time softness comes about so is the vulnerability and the reminder of what was not given by an embrace of a father of a mother of a sibling and so this is where there there are moments of great uh, discomfort in the sense of depth of emotion but there's the awareness of only i can uplift that energy in that moment or also if there are people around they can help me to uplift and so as i learn to master my mental and emotional plane in my newfound expansion some days are a little bit boring because i don't want any cup of anything i'm still looking to temper and work through the cups that i already have and it gets really really overwhelming sometimes so i get to be a little easygoing and do some of those aspects that allow me to de-stress obviously picking new ones is actually very ideal so let's see how can we continue to create novelty but novelty that expands courses creating actual poetry uh, creating music creating food there are many things whatever it is that you love to do that brings you into a state of i like this and a little push though so the push is when the left mode comes up and that's why instead of sitting in silence once the establishing of my window of welcome is good whatever is in a window of welcome i'm going to allow myself to work with the window of welcome so that i can also contemplate activities that are joyful and that are enriching when i'm not up to being with my thoughts because my thoughts are going to maybe get me stressed out and then as soon as i'm in my mood again back to let's contemplate the beyond in my seeing how i can rise to the occasion of what i want what i want to establish financially and what i want to establish physically and what i want to establish emotionally and while this may sound to my lovely listeners as something typical this is why 5d mystic is different than the 4d because the basic and the truth is that every year of your life you get to do something like this now if you're doing dharma and right now we have a 30% of people that understand this type of manifestation so there's no urgency there's an ease and there's an awareness of if i master my emotional plane then i will keep on moving into more light body and so i'm going to disengage from the story now cuz we have it all played out the waiting is where a love button person is used to it we don't wait we're just going with the flow it's something normal we understand that every 24 hours you're in the now it's very easy so we have minor tweaks here and there 
And those tweaks bring us more and more to what we are consistently creating. The ones who are recently in this spectrum of awareness of what they can be, they're completely changing everything about what they do. So there's some there, there's like a 360 for them. And they're moving location, they're actually allowing themselves to speak to people about what they're doing and making specific requests to those who do not have their best interests. It's not easy, but this is where some people do come out of family dynamics that are very impactful and they know that they need a break from the people who cannot be in their optimal version. They are not canceling them, but they're having to distance some of their time from the chit-chatter so that they can become more of the person they know they are. So they know they are Purusha Prakriti. They know their unconditional love. And they know that they can be in this state, but they know also about their own childhood trauma and that they need to take some time away from the people who don't actually have the ability to recognize the importance of this moment in their life. So they are a lot more aware of what has taken place in their life than the other group I'm about to talk about. And when I say aware, what I mean is that they've been through a lot. They've been through a lot since they were little. And they actually have always had this unconditional love and understanding and compassion, the love button. And that's why for the longest time, they were under the impression that they were leading themselves well something happened where they recognized that they weren't actually leading themselves well, meaning that there were ways they treated people and did life and relationships that involved mechanisms of safety behavior due to their unhealthy environment being the only thing they actually had available, and that's where the codependent relationships are, okay? And so this other percentile is... um, really refreshed but they're also like wow it was one hell of a year man and and so they also took a little break to go get regenerated some do practices in the middle of nowhere i'm personally not fond of that but that's because i'm a city girl but i do love the ocean so long story short though the individuals that i'm talking about right now they had to get some regeneration they also kind of did the same pattern they always do which is why they kind of recognized that their leaving was again a way to escape but they're still happy they did it because of knowing what it brought them which was the ability to actually connect further with themselves and have some time to regroup and that's why they're still kind of tired not because they're tired but because they slowed down a lot of things and now they are ready for other aspects of their life to take place and by leaving now they have to you know kind of fix some other stuff so it's it's like yeah it was a great idea to take a trip but at the same time now I'm behind on quote-unquote schedule or there are just things that seem the opportunity might be no longer presented because they decided to do this thing of I'm going to leave again So that's the part also of what they get to learn to 
grow up with is to trust their body and mind and to disengage from thinking you can run out of time and to remember that anything you do for yourself to feel not guilty about it unless you knowingly take away something from someone and or you knowingly hurt somebody's feelings that's a different story i'm going to use an example um i i'm going to use a family member but i'm going to keep it private so that they don't have to feel like i spotlighted spotlighted them so they come they have this juice they want to drink this juice but they ask all of us in the room should i drink it i don't know because you know this is what i know i I know somebody else in the family wants to drink it okay so you know for a fact they want to drink it yes 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 they actually told me to my face is why i feel guilty okay well then no don't drink it you already know they are they're planning on drinking it the guilt is because you're about to do something that you you know is not actually cool Uh, so be the grown-up that you can be and don't drink it and tomorrow you'll go get the juice or later we'll go get juice together if you know that you're doing something that is going to affect another person that's why people feel guilty but you know what also happens if somebody does it grown-ups know how to say i'm sorry i was an asshole like my one friend, when we came back together to chit-chat, and my lovely listeners know the story, where he knows he was an asshole. And uh, that was because of the way he treated certain aspects. But really, it's not that as much as it is that my friend and I have a very good bond, so they can read me. And really, anybody who builds a friendship, usually you're going to have those friends that can know you to the back of their hand. And if a person's smart enough, even without being your friend, they can know you to the back of your hand. In fact, none of us hide anything from anybody, although people love to think they do. We're all nervous systems. This is what people don't understand, and they don't believe in it, so there you go. Anyway, my friend, he knew, and he to this day knows when I'm getting upset, meaning angry. And in this case, he knowingly kept doing things that made me angry without ever kind of talking about it or stuff like that so long story short when people know that's why you're going to feel guilty and it's different than shame shame is where you feel just that you're a bad person and that's that defectiveness button which is why compassionate zen masters aren't going to shame anyone because anybody who has not yet moved into their zen mastery is somebody who is a life that can be nurtured And that's by being unconsciously loving, not by shaming, blaming, faulting, or revenging. No. So here's the difference. If you do something for your inner well-being, as I was trying to describe, and you're not doing it knowing that it hurts another person emotionally or that it affects somebody, this is a different story. If, let's say, instead you know that me doing this thing is going to actually hurt someone, then you go and you address it. Again, you address it like the example. So, hey, you know, I actually really, really want to hang out and do stuff, but I actually need to go. I need to do this thing for me. So it's, it's one thing if you knowingly allow yourself to share with others, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing it for my own self because I need to take a break from these areas. And you let people that love you know, because people that love each other, usually it means they're in each other's lives. There's a way you like to stay in touch or at least have the ability to touch base some people they don't actually consider those important 
aspects. And that's in the book of me, something I've seen all people do basically. So I learned how to, for example, disengage from consistently sharing my whereabouts uh, with like my mother. And it's actually here a funny story. The first time I didn't call her and I didn't come home, she thought that I had been potentially murdered, <laughs> which is not funny, but it's funny to me because this was with one of my boyfriends at the time. And he's a tall, tall guy. He's a family friend now. And that's because all my actual uh, people are family friends. There's only one of them. And I knew that that would not stick. And only him, not the family. The family and I talk all the time. But I don't cancel people. This is where I love all my peeps. So um, this person and I, I forget what it was, but we spent the night out. And so I hadn't called home. This was, I was 21, 22, I forget. Long story short, though. The part about learning how not to update all the time, it came in, in time. And really because, you know, besides your family, anybody else has a life. So long story short, people don't seem to really check in with each other is what I'm saying because they get busy. And that's where if you're doing something, though, that is exaggerated, meaning I'm going to, you know, take myself offline, outline. And this is where it's happened. I have a very close friend. I don't know what happened to them because they went off the grid, but they did tell me they wanted to go off the grid. So I assume that's all that has taken place. And I hope that they're alive and doing well off the grid. So again, when we know that people care about us and uh, we do something for our well-being by communicating, here's that consistent, contingent communication, by being a person who can communicate directly, you, you do what you do and, and you can feel at ease within you. Feeling guilty, though, what I was trying to get to here with the story of the individuals in the depleted, meaning they, they went through a lot, they're aware of everything, they're healed, meaning they, they really are finally with their actual Purusha Prakriti. It's amazing, but they, they had a long time before they got here. So they needed to go away. And the feeling of, did I lose time? Did I waste time? Did I do something wrong? This is part of their journey to allow themselves to know they can't do wrong. They can't do wrong by themselves, meaning if you're tending to your inner well-being, it's not wrong. If you lose people because you took care of yourself, then those people don't understand when you share with them your story. And that's okay. They don't have to. They can have their parameters. This is the part of grown-up land. We don't get offended because somebody will say, well, I don't accept that you decided to go off the grid and not tell me anything. I'm pissed at you now. We're no longer friends. Some people will do that. Some people won't. <laughs> we'll have nothing uh, to bear, meaning, oh, I'm happy you're better. I'm happy you're good. Great news. They're, you're here. Thank you for letting me know. You know, what do we want to do? There's a conversation. Grown-ups converse. So the part about the, I feel so silly, I feel so stupid, I feel so angry, maybe there's anger towards oneself, this is part of them learning how not to be their worst enemy and to remember that they're their best friend. You are not your cheerleader. You are your best friend, though. You tend to your inner well-being, safe haven, secure base. You're your own purusha prakriti, your own piece of life. And so for those groups of people who are like, did I do a mistake? Did I, this is where they're being given the opportunity to say, no, I didn't make a mistake. I tended to my 
self. If they did something on purpose and they hurt someone else, that's different. And that is where I apologize. I go apologize. You know what? I did this shitty thing. Da, 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 da. Or at the very least, they acknowledge it with themselves and they move into a spectrum of, uh, I won't do it again. I know what I did. I'm going to not do it again. And, you know, at the end of the day, I have to be clear with you all. When people don't clear their conscious, when they do things on purpose, they aren't going to clear their conscious. Now, when people do it without knowing it, and so this is where that group I'm not channeling or the story is not for that group. That's uh, for, in fact, I'm just going to put it to the side because that's for another episode. Back to our manifestation story. Again, the person and or group who's thinking about that I make a mistake, that they're meant to remember I did this for my inner well-being. I know what I did. It looks very much like me running away like I did last time and last time and this time. It looks like my pattern. It does look like my pattern. But did I do it with the same intent? No, I did it because I needed to. Or maybe, okay, maybe yes, I did do it a little bit because I'm still used to doing that. Okay, so, you know, the middle ground, again, learning how to be in the middle. This is the maturation of a person who's in the middle, okay? So, again, whether they did it for their inner well-being or for running away because they got scared or whatever it is, the overwhelm, in all cases, it helped them to rejuvenate, regenerate, da-da-da-da-da, and to get into their centeredness. If there was intent to, make, basically, if there was knowingness of I'm going to hurt somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting their feelings, I made them feel less, whatever, there's apologies. Sorry for making you feel less. Sorry for not telling you. I apologize for actually doing it this way. I did it this way because I really was reactive. There's a conversation. I was reactive, so I did it this way, and I did disregard the fact that it could potentially hurt somebody's feelings. So... I apologize for hurting your feelings, for not knowing how to read your mind. This is unnecessary, but I'm just saying there's always a way to talk about why you do what you do when the intent is not, I want to hurt your feelings on purpose. The people who do that, those people, again, I'm not doing that story, but those are people with unresolved trauma. Okay? That's a person who pokes with the purpose to want to actually have you cry. And they will successfully have a person who's compassionate cry because it will be upsetting. Hurt people that hurt people don't know that they can go get work. And they choose not to. And they call it a lot of different things. And that's 4D, 3D, and other soul age groups. And that's because they have unresolved trauma. So their safety behaviors, maladaptive responses, the adaptive child. I'm trying to do, I want to maintain the I'm right and you're wrong. I want to maintain the control of you because I want you to change or I want to take care of you. I will make it about myself and tell you all the ways I'm right and you're wrong. And again, keep on listening. Once you don't listen to me, I'm going to be in the vilification of you because now you're bad. Now you're a bad person. Now I'm going to twist it around, and then once that's done, I'm going to withdraw in silence and pout or just give you the silent treatment, whatever it is, and I'm going to create a splinter or a rupture. But they don't create anything with a compassionate person. They just create a parameter that we know how to navigate. And so there's 5D mystics and enlightenment soul age people and functional adults. We've got plenty of friends and people. I usually will feel bad when I see these activities and I seek to try and bring in the middle that can support the personal growth if the people are on a journey of growth. 
because it's very uh, hurtful to see the inner child of people who are in dynamics of I'm going to change you, I'm going to take care of you, I'm going to be, that, that's the codependent type. So people who don't do the work, we're not here to do the work for them, as Patrick Tian points out, but if we're involved in a dynamic, the people who are the 5D Zen masters, we know how to try to heal. And it doesn't mean we affect any person's state of consciousness. No, because they stay in their soul age group, they stay in their bandwidth, but we can try to be in that moment, that spirituality process, you put to the side your personality, meaning whatever your likes or dislikes, and that's why our community is what it is, because we're coming together to create people who are Zen masters, functional adults, you are the ones who want to do mindful relationships, which is why our twin flames, our soulmates, our oversouls, it's all good and done, nothing is in a shit show, the 4D man, I swear, but here's where, again, I'm looking to maintain a sense of composure with them so that I can address it appropriately with the trauma-informed stuff. Because I bring to you human, spiritual and spirituality elements because I like to share with you the infinite higher human consciousness potential experience. And I'm pseudoscience lady for a reason. And I love being a mystic. And we'll get more neuroscience and physics going, but... Meantime, again, we have paid subscription-based model content. We're going to get YouTube membership content once I get to the lovely 1K. I have some plans in the works. In fact, I have some courses that are going to happen. I'm excited, even though I'm like, ah, who knows what's going to happen here. But I have some other, besides the courses that I'm already taking, this one's to actually do more with IHP. So on that note, let's get to our third group because we finished with the one who is just Simply put, meant to learn to manage their anger, if there's hostility, if there's any rage, if there's any of the um, aggressiveness when their pissiness came up, because we have a bunch of that energy. So learning how to harness it in their mind, uh, learning how to say, you know, I didn't do something on purpose. If they did, I can apologize. Learning to be grown up with their decision, taking ownership of this trip, of this running away, whatever it is that was for them. And like I said, they're still uh, in this very soft energy because it's unfamiliar to have a level of richness in the confidence. That's all. So they, they do know it. They know their right to be where they are. They just were not ever able to feel it and to take it. Now is the, now is the time, which is why they got another, this, this little bit of what they did and, and this whole, ah, did I do something wrong, is that opportunity for them to stand in their power and say, no, no, I am a person, I love, I care, this is okay, because here's what it brought me. I actually did have fun, I did get, you know, feel, I, I basically, they will feel regenerated. So they, if they're being expanded, then they know this, this did me good. How dare I say to myself, that I couldn't and shouldn't, and, and what, what is this with this time expiration date? <laughs> if it's expired, it's expired. It'll be okay. I'll be okay. They're, they're practicing the restored embodied self, the ventral vagal. It'll be okay to themselves. I'm my safe haven. I'm my secure base. I did it for my well-being. It's okay to get rid of that last little bit of sense of guilt for taking care of yourself, and it's not because you don't ever have feelings of guilt or all that. No, this, this is where it's a, it's, a, it's a dynamic, but within yourself, you don't have it anymore when you do things that are for your well-being. You also, though, take ownership and respect and learn how to cater to your 
group, meaning how do I get to create more harmony than not? What things did I learn not to speak about? What things did I learn to speak about? How did I learn to master my tone or not? Da, 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 okay, okay. so moving on with our other. Our other has a lot more richness. It's like a, I'm, I'm thinking of a young stallion, right, compared to an older stallion. So the young stallion, and I know it's silly, but that's the energy that I'm getting. It's a young stallion who's like, mm-hmm, I've been challenged, and I like that challenge. Here's why. It makes me feel good, and I like the energy. So this young stallion definitely knows what it's like to feel good about themselves because they have this bit of brushing themselves up. But the thing is, it's not 100% solidified. So they're now getting to be like... But I have to maintain it. Oh, come on. This is bullshit. I want to maintain it. I want it just to always be there. Like a young stallion would do with the immaturity of what they're going to be able to have with this lovely energy. So this is where that part, they see, they're motivated by what they see other young stallions and stallions, stallionettes, okay? So here we got motivation by observation and by interaction, okay? This is important to note because the young stallion didn't lose any of what that other example, that other energy lost. The other energy didn't choose themselves. The other energy actually chose to cut their lifeline off to go dark and they are reawakened, which is why they're a soft light. They're a wise light, but they're soft because they actually did not choose themselves whenever the time came where they could have chosen themselves. So they had the, I went to hell and back and thought it was heaven. And now I'm like, wow, okay, it wasn't heaven, it wasn't hell. Really what I was doing was a movie from the unresolved trauma stuff that they uncovered, even if they don't know trauma informed anything. The young stallion, no. The young stallion is a dreamer, always will be. That's why they're like, I know my dream is here. I got it. I got it. I got my dream. But wait, now I have to do the work. I don't really want to do the work. Oh, come on. Does it have to be work? Kind of like Peter Pan, right? So we got a Peter Pan story going on, but it's going to be better than Hook because right now we have the awareness of I have, yes, to do the work. And that's what it takes. Either I do the work or I accept the middle ground. And I don't want the middle ground. I want to do the work. I want to dance the tango. I'm actually very much enriched by being full in my energy body. So I'm going to put it into practice. And for them, it's about maintaining the energy instead of succumbing to their habit of only daydreaming or staying hidden way, or doing whatever it is that they do, and they then get bored, and they go between the ups, the mood swings, ups and downs, and ups and downs. So they're noticing that the reality is that mood is a consequence of their not taking action, as well as the people around them that they have identified also to cut out, to not listen to, and to actually only listen to themselves. You're not listening to anybody, nobody, nobody, zero, because they already know they're worthy. They're different. Nobody can be them. So they are talking themselves up. And the motivation is seeing something they want and knowing that they're running out of time. They need to make that choice. Can you maintain your energy and match what you see? 
do you want to do this or not? You don't have another, you know, chance at this. You got it now. Now, in this case, we got you take it or you leave it. You leave it. You can leave it. What are you taking instead? And that's the part about this energy is different because whenever somebody comes out of unresolved trauma in the way of I was unworthy, I'm unworthy, and having situations from your own household, it requires a person to believe in their self and their dream to the extent of I have no question whatsoever about it. It is mine. Even if it doesn't happen the way I want it to, it's mine. I want it. I claim it. I claim it. I don't care how it's going to happen. Meaning they say yes. And the yes is not temporary. It ain't like, no, no, no. They see it. They know it's theirs. And they are saying, okay, this is the one shot I got. <laughs> if I don't take it now, I ain't ever going to be presented it again. And that's something serious. So uh, they're either going to, again, take it or leave it. The part about taking it, it is the level of confidence that they can maintain in their ability to make their dreams come true. If they're, for example, a person who ends up like those uh, musicians who always talk about an artist being depressed. And again, I know depression, it's a serious deal. People who get depressed go to therapists. They don't make it into a trending topic. I remember teenagers and I still remember teenage boyfriend with a whole, oh, well, since I'm a musician, I'm going to be all pessimistic and stuff. They're an adult now. And yeah, that, that's what they are. And I'm like, wow, yeah, I'm not any of that. So the part about their lovely partner, they're that too. They both don't believe in humanity. Humanity is sucky. They are all evil and, you know, yada, 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 the, the usual spiel of people and humanity that are not in our 5D mystics plane or functional adult humans are awesome plane. Okay, so the young stallion uh, sees that they can, they're motivated, they're having a little bit of in and out because they don't want to do the work because they do understand it requires me to consistently actually maintain this. And I don't know if I want to, but I do want to. Okay, so they're going to be able to give themselves the push and it will be based on do I give meaning to my life do i choose to be the meaning behind the drive and so do i choose to have the level of confidence and desire to maintain my energy up so to work with one's own body mind all of it inner well-being outer well-being it means you maintain a balanced lifestyle i build my simple life it doesn't have to be rich but person's energy depends on how they treat themselves and how they talk to themselves and how then they navigate the moods when they arise so that they can put into practice their ventral vagal and that's their choice so they don't need to know any of the psychoeducation although that helps people but only the ones who believe in it and the young stallion takes their lovely tango and pulls them close and dances and chooses, yes, I can maintain this dream. I want it. It's here, actually. I don't even need to maintain it. What I'm learning to do is to trust in the process of me learning how to master more of me. My dreams are true. I have everything I need. I have health. I have home. I have food. I have person. I have it all. Or even if I don't have person, it's okay. I have me 
and I have what I want to do with my 24 hours. And then I have the lovely fish in the sea. Okay, so here's where as we close out, let's talk about the tango because we're talking about a group of functional adults. These are people who know how to be emotionally mature. So there is no in and out. There is planning for the future. So there are direct communication. There are, here's what I would like to establish. And here's where I'm headed. And here's what I'm doing. And here's where I would like you to be in my life. And that's romantic partners I'm talking about. So some are polysecure. Some of you are monogamous. Some might be polygamous. I don't know your polysecure style. But in all of these instances, what there is most of all are people who are all independent. So they have secure attachment within their own body. And that indicates their attachment does not long attachment system to be seen, to be soothed, to be safe, to be secured by another human being. No, you and I are equals. You and I are both unconditionally loving with our flaws and imperfections. You and I are beautiful just the way you are. And either you accept me for who I am, or if you don't, what's our next step to see what we can do to match? And here's where, at the end of the day, if you're functional adults, you accept differences. And so here's where poly secure will understand in time, we will develop whatever relationship we decide. It is time that is limited, not love. Love is infinite. That's why polyamory is not about only the romantic, by the way, platonic, romantic, friends, family, and it's the time that you allocate to each other. So there's, okay, well, you know, we share a lot of secure base together, information that excites us, you know, intrigues us. So we definitely have a lot to chit chat about. We could study together, we could build business together, we can do all this stuff. Then there's the part of safe haven, unconsciously loving. Then there's choosing, do we want to live near each other? Do we want to live together? But together for poly secure would require the independence of having separate rooms so that we can manage other partners that come, things like that, for example. Monogamy obviously is a different story. They're creating a couple-centric life, the two of them, they're choosing... Are we going to have babies, not babies? Uh, are we going to get married, not married? What do you believe in, not believe in? Okay, so we have the ability to talk also. If there's ever any you know, cheating or lying, we're going to have a conversation, but we're not going to do shaming or blaming or faulting or revenging. There's going to be heated conversations, direct communication. Functional adults don't have sensitive egos, so we're not there to be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We don't do this entire formalities are not part of functional adult. We don't filter, we don't do formal, we are very much aware of life and we are confident and it's okay for a differentiated self to have different thoughts and feelings. So we're not there to say change who you are, take care of who you are. We're not the parents, we are adults and independent. Okay, and so on that note, for some others, there's a lovely journey ahead work-wise alone. They've chosen, here's where I'm going to invest 24 of my hours all the day, all the time, all of the... It's not because of workaholism, though. The people who choose that, it's because of their knowingness. This is my journey, this right here, all alone for now. But, you know, here's the thing about functional adults. We're, mammal we're mammals. Our mammalian heritage wants to be with people. 
And so it's a bullshit story that a person would have something centered around only themselves. If they're passionate about it, they're going to want to share it with their loved ones. They're not going to go it solo in the sense of I'm all alone and ha ha ha. No, the wall alone is another story and it's not this one. Now, they have their reason, of course, but that's the part. It's sad because they don't move into their Purusha Prakriti, but it's only sad for those of us who know the difference because there is a difference with the energy of a person who says, I am bringing my dreams to truth. I would love for you to be with me. Can you share these moments with me? Because it's really awesome. I really, really like to share them with you, no matter how many few times we get to, but I want to share versus I did it all by myself. And I know I say by myself a lot. My, my lovely divine masculine friend says, you don't do things by yourself. I say, well, what I mean is I choose. So let me expand and explain. When you move into that differentiated self, you're able to contemplate all on your own in a place of equanimity. So in this space, you do dharma again and again and again. You expand your consciousness. People who say, I'm all alone, I can only trust me, I'm the only one, I'm the only one, I did it with all my strength, all my all by myself, I have the world on, these people don't know what they're talking about yet. They're adaptive children, they got the world on their shoulder, it's a sad bit, leave them alone. Uh, again, they don't do tango, they don't do tango. So, on that note, putting them to the side, because our manifestation story is not about those who don't know how to tango. Our manifestation story is, do you want to dance? Because I'd love for us to dance. And I know exactly how not to step on your toes or to apologize if I do step on your toes or to be creative enough to know how to make it up to you in a way that you'll be surprised. So there's many ways that people who have confidence, which is unconditionally loving who they are, again, they're not afraid to lose someone because you don't lose. As the Rumi quote goes, only those who love from eyes say goodbye. Those of us who love from heart and soul, we don't know separation. The Enlightenment soul age person, 5D mystic person, functional adult, Enlightenment though. We don't have relationships that are need-based because we are seen, we are safe, we are soothed, we are secured in our own body and mind and that would be you, your name, use it. And therefore, anyone is a bonus in your life and so are you to them and that's the point. We enjoy each other. So we're sharing time. And that's why there's not going to be like, but I don't want to share you with somebody. No, there's going to be like, you know what? I want to share you with the entire world. Now, the other parts, I, I, I will be afraid, but I understand. And okay, fine. You know, something like that is what a person who's secure would do. And really, it's only if they were not themselves polyamory. So you can find plenty of polyamory, although it's not a popular one, but that's where it's not popular because we have a lot of people who are still working on their personal development and it doesn't have to become popular or the majority. That's for the future conversation. I mean, it's not a competition. Here's where lifestyle is a personal choice. And this is why I'm sharing from the Enlightenment Soul Age Group perspective, not the others, because the other Soul Age Groups have different uh, paths. Again, the love and the tango. That's all it is. It's always easy because your ventral vagal state is on when you're in love. You can't be in love without that. People who do visceral, it's unfortunate because they have childhood trauma. They have unresolved trauma, attachment wounds, and they actually don't know the difference with visceral until they do. Once they do, they won't ever forget that difference. And that's the day they will be able to start noticing a different thing with sensations. 
meaning they'll be able to notice, okay, that's in master, that's life, this is not. And that's where we're going to leave that one. So all people will have learned about the love button, Purusha Prakriti, unconsciously loving, 5D, oneness consciousness. Then once they're aware of it enough, they're like, okay, I want it. I take it, it's mine because that's what we are. Our, our nature is love. You tap into integrated brain and restorative embodied self, the human way, human 101. That's where enlightenment, soul age group, it's personal development, personal growth. It's the spiritual process, but without having to do yoga necessarily. And if you do though, it's great addition to your exercise for ventral vagal nervous system toning and mindfulness and doing mindset and meditation, all inner growth mindset too, right? So I look forward to having you back for more. Have a great day.